Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is from across the pond. It's the one and only James Atkinson. If you are a YouTube fan and you are a hairdresser, you should know who he is by now. And if you don't, you need to know. That is how I found him and reached out to him. And he was very gracious in coming on the podcast. So it was a little tricky to get our time together because we're in two different time zones. So he stayed up late for us and uh, I'm happy to have you here today. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's really great. My pleasure. I love your curls. I love getting to see you. And, you know, when I do the podcast, I love to do video and audio and and most people, women freak out. They're like, I didn't wear any makeup. I thought this was a podcast. But I think that seeing both of us, you know, sometimes is more fun than just listening, but, you know, people have their preference, whether they want to listen or watch. So thank you for being open to both. Certainly. So before I hit record, I was chatting with you about how impressed I am with your uh, numbers on YouTube, with how real you are on YouTube. And I relate it to you on so many levels because I find our style of teaching to be very similar, which is very rare. You know, usually people have a certain style and you, you, you watch them and you cringe at some of the things that they say. Um, for you, most times I'm like, yes, yes, finally, somebody is telling the truth and being real about that. Um, one, of, one of the episodes that really got my attention was you were showing another, you know, very um, popular YouTuber that teaches hair color that I'm sorry to say I cringe at every single word and every single tip that she gives. And I'm, I'm amazed at how popular she is. But I'm not going to name name names or throw anybody under the bus, but I love that you went right out and did the, you had it playing. You're like, okay, see this? No, I don't think so. And I was so envious at you having the guts to do that because I'm not a play it safe kind of person in life, but with this online education, I tend to hold back on things that are controversial because people can be so mean and just really come at you. Mm -hmm. So I loved that you dared to do that because some things needed to be said about the misinformation. Have you ever gotten any pushback from doing something like that? I was curious about that. (laughs) um, Not really, no, not really. Um, No no one that I've ever sort of commented on their video. And, 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 you know, I try and be really pragmatic and straightforward and honest about what I see. I'm not, um, I don't dramatize it for anybody that's never seen one of those episodes. It's not a dramatic, like, oh my God, you know, it's just like, hold on a minute, like, this is not accurate you know this is not accurate because of x y and z um you know so i've had a few people yes you know kind of say um i love them and you know you know great you know wonderful and like this and i just i just kill them with kindness um you know i just say to them look um i'm sure you do love them I, i don't not like them it's not personal Right. It's just to say that that is 
that advice, that piece of information isn't necessarily true to what the manufacturer recommended or what's good for health and safety or what you were taught in college or so it's not a personal thing you see i think um <clears throat> for me and it's actually the third time this week i've talked about this topic is specifically is critique is massively important and we don't differentiate critique and criticism very well mm. in our industry I'm not criticizing. I am critiquing, reviewing, pointing out the differences. And so if they would want to cut, they don't really leave anybody much room to come at me because I'm not being horrible or I'm not being snide, just saying it as it is. There it is. Take it as you want it. Um, and so that's not a, it's not, you know, I think it's super important for me that we start to acknowledge critique in this industry. If you was a chef and I was a chef, we'd make some food. Somebody with no qualifications in cooking would probably turn up to our restaurant and write a blog about it and make or break us. Or, you know, um, uh, write in The Guardian, which is one of the British newspapers, a column in the, you know, uh, uh, and that restaurant would go that way or that way overnight. And as hairdressers, uh, we do hair. Nobody says anything. Um, nobody critiques it. Nobody writes a column about it. Nobody says this was good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we get a bad review on YouTube, uh, on, on on Google, and and we, you know, I've seen hairdressers attacking this, the 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 person who wrote that review. Um, saying that they don't know what they're talking about. No, they don't know what they're talking about, but they have a mirror and they, they know what they look like. And you know, and I did someone's hair yesterday, they weren't that thrilled with it. So we sat down and we just totally redid it. Like we had a massive consultation at the start, very difficult consultation. She just wasn't thrilled with the end result. So I was like, okay, I really like your hair. Actually, you know, from a technical standpoint, I've done a really good job, but you don't like it and that's okay your hair mm -hmm. so let's just fix it change it to the specifications of which you prefer because it's not mine so i take the emotion out of it i don't feel like they're attacking me because i know i put i did a good job it looked like a great color it just wasn't the great color that she wanted it was you know not as she just felt it was a bit it could be a bit livelier a bit blonder a bit this a bit that okay cool let's change it so I think that's one of the big problems for me is that, you know, and you're not the first person to say to me, wow, you know, I can't believe you, you, you did that. You know, I can't believe that you, um, you know, critiqued, reviewed, reacted to the hairdresser in the industry, you know, the hairdressers, you know, because you have those people that, who are well known that react to videos, um, but they're just reacting to someone in their bathroom or, you know, somebody that's attempting to change their hair color. They're not actually giving um, value or conjecture to a professional who's, potentially uh, misinforming the industry so um or misinforming clients even worse um olaplex is a classic you know people trying to say olaplex is this kind of miracle fixing you know uh, and it's and it's uh, <clears throat> I, I know scientifically how olaplex works i know exactly what it does chemically and so you know for me when i'm sitting there listening to people say you know i'm like 
It's like <laughs> down the chalkboard to me, you know, I'm just like, what is this person saying? You know, and, and I got fed up of listening to it. That's the reality. I just got fed up of listening to it. And one day I was sort of sitting there and I thought, you know what? Just going to say something. I'm going to do it really pragmatically. I'm going to do it as if I was coaching them to be a better hairdresser, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but here's the thing, you know, when people come back at me, when people say nasty things, cause they do, I don't care because I'll do one of two things. I'll ignore them or I'll say, you know, sorry, you're having a terrible time, bad day, whatever it is that's made you feel it's necessary to come on here and, you know, say that to me. Um, hope you're okay. And if you're not okay, then I'm happy to talk. You know, if you want to contact me, um, send me an email and I'll call you or whatever it takes, you know, and um, let's talk about it. And I have talked to people. I have phoned them up and had conversations with people all over the world uh, about, you know, something they've not been happy about. Um, and it's amazing, you know, when you start talking to them, you know, they're completely different people. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, they are just in that moment, they've just lost it. But, you know, uh, for me personally, I, you know, I actually just don't, it doesn't face me because I, I, and I like, you know, like when the client says, I don't like my color, I don't take it to heart. I don't mm. think to myself, that's about me, you know? And I think that's one of the things that um, when people take these things personally, you know, it's, 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 they, they very much take it as an attack on them, you know? Um, and I think that's the, that's the, it's difficult not to take as an attack on yourself. I understand that, you know, but I feel like I've grown uh, uh, as a person enough to be able to take criticism, critique, uh, even abuse on the chin um, and either respond politely with kindness or just, you know, haven't got the energy today and just not think about it ever again. Yeah. I mean, when you get to the level you are and you have that many people following you, you're going to have your trolls and your people that just want to be mean just for being mean sake. And part of getting a little bit older for me was being able to discern when something was really about them and not about me. And and to your point, knowing, yeah, maybe I, I didn't say that right. Like if someone calls me out, I can see it. I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that or something like that. So being more diplomatic, but no, I thought that the way that you did that um, critique was very professionally done. And and I did, um, I didn't think that it was a bad thing. I thought it was gutsy as far as what other people think, but you weren't being a mean girl in any way and saying, oh, look at her hair, look at her neck. Like, it was like, Mm -hmm. no, this is not the truth. And you have to be careful when you put yourself in an educator position. I sometimes, I talk so fast, as you can see, and one time I was talking about something and I said, it's alkaline, thinking that I was saying acidic and said alkaline and didn't even realize it. And I got like, you know, 20 different messages. Well, I talked to a chemist and he said, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. I did not even realize I said that. So being able to admit when you say something wrong and, and knowing the responsibility of educating people is important. But, mm. you know, speaking of cringing, you know, you said something really valid with, you know, take the criticism and either do something better or know that it's about them and not about you. But there's this whole trend right now with everyone so eager to fire their clients who tell them that they're not perfect. 
And I, I look at it as somebody who's been doing this 35 years and I think, wow, you know, such a generation gap with that, you know, I'm all about boundaries and protecting yourself and, and not being abused, but to fire every client that tells you that you're not perfect is absolutely ridiculous. Like it's gone too far to the yeah. other extreme. I, I do sack clients, I do fire clients, but but not because I'm not, I'm, I'm not perfect uh, in any way, shape or form. I can perfectly accept I'm not perfect. Uh, I do it because I want to enjoy going to work. I do it because it's my choice um, whose hair I do. I've taken back the control of who I want to spend my days with. And it's not because um, I wouldn't, if somebody didn't like that girl yesterday, you know, uh, and she didn't like what I did, I fixed it, I changed it. I will happily do her hair again, any day of the week, any time she likes. But what I won't accept is that when I tell somebody they can't do something with their hair for whatever reason, that they keep telling me that they can do that because they saw it on YouTube. <laughs> That's another problem. <laughs> you know, or they saw on Instagram this person who had 15,000 pounds worth of hair services, you know, went from black to platinum in, you know, seven pictures with, you know, no real information behind it all. Tell me that why can't, you know, they did it. Why can't I have it? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so what I, I'm pragmatic about it, you know, I'm pragmatic about it. Like I would be pragmatic about, you know, reviewing somebody else's video. I just say, look, unfortunately, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm confident enough to say that I know exactly what I'm doing. And um, you telling me what is possible with your hair this isn't a relationship that we're going to be able to sustain. I can happily recommend you to friends, colleagues, but for me, I'm not going to take this one on. That would be a consultation type of, you know, moment. Mm -hmm. um, I always do prior consultations with everybody. Um, and then you know, with a client that I've done a few times where we've attempted to take on a color scenario that's complex, difficult, you know, um, and I know that I've made and I will always make all of the most clear guidelines to when and where we think we might get to our end result. It's, you know, and then obviously sometimes you just don't get there. You just don't make it there in three goes. You don't make it there in four goes. You've tried your damnedest, you know, you've put your heart and soul into it. Um, and at that point, if the client is, you know, and again, this is obviously down to them, you know, they're rearing up at you because you're not there when you said you'd be there. I know I've put every ounce of everything I've got because I don't do clients in between my clients. I just do the client that I've got in the room at the time, you know, and whether they're there for me so, five, yeah. six hours, I put everything into that, you know, everything that I've got in that time goes into that hair, you know? And, um, and then, you know, they come at me, you know, saying, well, you know, we're three goes in and it's going to cost me another, you know, 200 quid or whatever to have another go. You know, I will have caveated it with, you know, three goes, but we don't know because we're taking on something that's not 
you know, that could go sideways in the first effort or the first effort could go well and the second effort doesn't go any further or not much further. You know, and then I will, I'll have that conversation with them, you know, and I'll say, look, unfortunately, if you're not going to listen to me telling you the journey has moved, we can't stay in a relationship as, you know, hairdresser and, and client um, because our communication isn't, has broken down. You are, you are now hanging on to something that I said six months ago and the ballpark's changed and things have shifted. Um, so I'm not, I'm not into this thing where, you know, it's just one, you know, client with a bleed here, you know, and, something that's their fault or you know whatever like you said not perfect um i'm not perfect by any stretch of anyone's imagination but i feel like i'm one not here to service every person in my in my neighborhood and i'm two also don't feel like i need to look at my column and go oh no mm -hmm. you know and dread the day because i just you know, know that that client's going to give me the runaround. So for me, and don't get me wrong, this is a sort of brand new thing in the last, since 2019. I had a terrible time in 2019 with new clients. I started to get good traction on Instagram. I started to get some, you know, movement on Instagram locally for, and recommendations for being able to, you know, to be a wizard with grey, actually, was the big thing um you know really good you want gray hair go and see james you know and the gray was blowing up at the time and as you know you know gray is a nightmare mm -hmm. and um i was less experienced in just less experienced i mean i know it wasn't that long ago but you know like you, you know you grow you change you evolve and i was just taking on everything and everything because i was sort of like floating on air like everybody wanted to see me for these gray colors and i was hitting them out of the park and then I was taking on more and more difficult clients and I was taking on more and more people that weren't listening to the upkeep journey of gray, mm -hmm. you know, that it's going to last Absolutely. about two seconds they and you're going to be back in done, the chair. But it's natural gray. They're done forever. That's it. No. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. You know, and um, you know, you'll be back in the chair two weeks later for a toner and a re rejig and a, you know, and um and I just, I got a whole host of people that had, that were deaf, you know, that didn't matter what I said to them in the consultation, they hadn't listened, they weren't mm -hmm. listening. Um, and so through 2019, I sporadically just went through, you know, and said, I said this in the consultation, sat down with them, you know, face to face. I said this in the consultation. Um, I know I did because I know what I would say in a consultation to somebody. Um, and you don't want to pay for your toner again. So I'm doing work for free. You don't want to pay for the toner. It's actually costing the business money. You're not happy because you're back in again. Um, sorry, we can't continue. You know, and, and, and to be honest, personally, if you asked me five years ago if I'd have ever done that, I'd have said no. But now I feel like that this is an industry that is extremely 
touchy-feely and personal. And, you know, I, it, if I had a dentist, for instance, that said, I can't do what you want with your teeth, James, I wouldn't take that personally. It wouldn't feel like it was an attack on me. I'd be like, oh, thanks, who can? Right. You know? Um, if I could take my car to a garage and say, James, sorry, you can't have that, you know, uh, 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 you know, engine put in your car, uh, but so and so down the road, or I can't do that, or I don't want to do that, but I know someone who can, then great. So I'm up for that. And I know that um, I do see on Facebook some absolutely heinous behavior from certain people. Um, I don't know the names, but I'm uh, outraged at some of the things that they say to clients, you know. But I do believe that we should have the right to say no. Um, whether that's no to an existing client or no to a new client, because the people don't always listen. And the right to say no should be written in law globally. Right. People feel like they can't say no to things, don't they? I mean, you, you think across the world in history, the amount of people that said yes to things that were heinous crimes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that the, 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 you know the people that well you know world war ii for instance you know the germans half of their soldiers didn't want to be there you know but they had no choice they, they said yes even though they wanted to say no you know and um i think no should be a much more well accepted word i always say it's it only, it's only two letters it's really not that hard to say you know when people make excuses and and, and again, that comes with maturity. It comes with confidence. That all comes down the road. Um, but there's there's this like tipping point where it's, um, you know, oh, I fired that person that was mean to me. Now I want to fire everyone that's ever mean to me. Like there's going to be days when clients are difficult. Um, mm. I think that the 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 um, industry has tipped so far the other way. With I think veterans like me can learn from the younger generation where they don't want to work. 10 hour days, five hours, I mean, five days a week, no time off, no lunch, no bathroom breaks, all that. Like we work like crazy people, um, but they're so far to the other end where if they do four clients, they're exhausted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, four clients was a half a day for me, you know? So there has to be a happy medium. I think it's it's too far to both extremes. And I blame uh, Chloe Kardashian for the whole thing that you had to deal with with your client when all of a sudden she was blonde and she was a Kardashian, but Tracy Cunningham put that photo out that everybody was able to share of her journey. And she put the dates of how many visits and how many years. And I thought that was so cool that she did that because she knew, you know, we're all stuck with that picture in our chair of like, I want this today. And she was, you know, cool to to share that it wasn't in a day for her either. No, totally. Yeah, no, no, I'm totally with you there. And I think, um, yeah, it, it has gone a long way the other way. I get that, you know, uh in a lot of cases but um you know, like all these things they find their happy medium don't they you know i still know loads of people that wouldn't even dream of saying no so yeah it's a tricky one it's like all new things isn't it you know there's go- there's always too much of some things sometimes and and it, and it takes a while and you know what it, it's only when they only find the happy medium when enough people accept it does that make sense you know because mm-hmm. at the moment it, it, it's a it's a it's a two polarizing ends because you've got you haven't got enough people to say teach it if you like say 
this is how you do it. This is how you do this. Do you want a second client? This is how you do it. But you do it like this, like a professional. You do it for this reason, not because they told you that your balayage was a bit off key. Fix it. Fix your balayage. Your balayage was rubbish. Right. Well, the same with pricing. You know, everybody has a strong opinion on how to raise prices, when to raise prices, if you should raise prices. And you see these arguments back and forth and there's no one size fits all, just like hair color. People will die for their brand of hair color, swearing that it's the only thing that covers gray. And I know you're the type of educator like I am that says, if you understand hair color, you can cook in anybody's kitchen. I can go in any salon anywhere in the world, pick up a tube of color and and do color because I understand how hair color works. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I use loads of brands of hair color. I get scent hair color. I buy hair color. I, 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 and, and, you know, if my clients are watching this, then you'll let you into a secret, guys. Yeah. I very rarely use the same brand on you twice <laughs> because I've been sent something or, 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 or when I, I, I had, um, you know, I worked for, for Redkin, you know, they would send me white tubes and, you know, and I would be using uh you know, products that were just about to be licensed as, you know, as, as, as retail products to the mass, mass population on clients to see, to see what they really did. You know, I would, I'm a bit of a hair hoarder. I don't know if I've got, usually have loads of hair around, but um, I don't have any at the moment. But, oh, here we go. Look, and I knew if I didn't look very far, I'd find some, you know, uh, I take these, uh, 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 cuttings from uh, for anyone that's listening this is a great big wadge of someone's hair i take these hair cuttings when i do a restyle you know if i'm going to test a color i pull off a bit that's you know uh, 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 about you know 75 hairs <laughs> i bleach it up and then i color over it uh, with whatever the you know to understand what the undertone of that color is really um, and then i'll put a bit over some brown and see what that looks like and then i'll try it on a client um the next time i feel like it's suitable you know and, and i'm totally with you though you know if you understand the color there's one thing a brand can't own guys and this is really important to recognize is they can't own color color is in god-given nature's way you know there's no brand that owns the color right. what they use to make up their colors well it's red yellow and blue how much of that they use in each color is uh, is, is variable but it's all red, yellow, and blue. Whatever you say about it, it's red, yellow, and blue. Every tube is red, yellow, and blue. You know, some are more alkaline, some are less alkaline, but effectively they're all red, yellow, and blue. So, you know, I think the more you know, you know, knowledge is power always. And the more you know, the less you need to know about the brands, you know, wonderful, you know, arginine complex, you know, whatever that covers gray, their, you know, double penetration pigment. <laughs> you know all of these buzzwords that the the brands like to use to make you feel like you're really getting something new Mm -hmm. Um, what drives me crazy is the dump i use 19 9v 10gi (laughs) 9gi 8w i'm like whoa whoa, 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 whoa." and people get mad when you call them out like some people that are super popular on instagram they're like sharing this formula all around this is the best formula and i'm like if you break down what's in every one of those formulas and put it on a piece of paper, you would commit yourself for being yeah. so crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you when you speak about it and you call it out, people are like, what do you mean? I need yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My good friend Adam calls that throwing the kitchen sink at it. 
Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of everything and it can't go wrong. Well, it basically becomes a neutral. I always say, you just made a really expensive neutral. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because everything's canceling everything else and it becomes a big pile of mud. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I hate formula-led education anyway. I I really hate it. You know, people buying into people's education programs and, and Patreons and stuff like that for formulas guys please just no don't mm-hmm. do that go and find an educator that will teach you how color works what colors are made of and learn like that do not take formula education and run with it because it just doesn't work you know you're waiting for that golden moment when that right client walks in the door and you get you know the right scenario and it's a bit exactly. like when I learned to cut hair. I went to loads of cutting classes where they were showing me one haircut and I never used it because the right person never came along. You know, <coughs> it wasn't until I learned a structured way of cutting hair that worked for everybody that I could make, tweak and mold and manipulate um, to make something more creative or interesting for each client, you know, Uh, it's a different mentality so please guys please don't if you're a member of a formula-led education academy find somebody that's just going to teach you from the ground up you know you'll you'll thank me in the end you'll you'll thank you'll you know that i'm telling you now how long have you been in the industry and what was your training did you do the apprenticeship route with the three years yeah that's right yeah so i've been in the industry 17 years um I did an, a, 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 an MVQ that was an apprenticeship. So I worked in a salon. Um, but I got on really well with the college. Um, I played golf for England before um, I was a hairdresser. And so I knew the value of hard work because I'd spent thousands of hours hitting golf balls. And so I'd got on really well with the college. And the guy who kind of got me into hairdressing was the president of the Hairdressers Guild in the UK. And um, he uh, also trained, he trained uh, a guy called Gianni Scamacci, who's the only hairdresser, David Bailey, who's a very, very famous uh, photographer, will work with. Um, And there's some kind, you know, if you don't know Gianni's work, then I highly recommend I know the name. Yeah, I know the name. It sounds very Yeah. um, Anybody that's listened to this, never heard of him, go to YouTube. uh, No, sorry, go to Instagram and put Gianni Scamacci in, hairdresser. I think he's just that's Jenny Scamacci, but he's absolutely out of this world. Um, he's got a, a sense of style about him that, that is unmatched by anybody. And um, and yeah, so I got on really well with the college because I had this great affiliation with Keith, the guy that got me into Hedrison in the first place. And um, I went to the night classes. I went to the, I, I stayed late afterwards. I went to the class next door, I, you know, and so I actually got my three-year course done in 11 months. Wow. Um, because I was just, when I was at the college, like I would turn up at nine in the morning and leave as the doors closed, you know, and, and um, you know, I would turn up to other night classes and, you know, the teachers were like, we didn't know whether I was going to be there or not, you know, but they just accepted that, you know, there was this guy that was just driven beyond belief and that that that, that 
you know, he was just going to turn up whenever in whatever, whoever's class. And I wasn't going to disrupt it. I was just going to sit there and listen and write down notes and join in and sign off things and go home, That's you awesome. know, and, um, and, 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 you know, that was, they were really accepting of that. And, um, you know, I, 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 I went through that and then I, I left and moved to, to London. Uh, I, I worked for one company for a very short amount of time and then I went to Vidal Sassoon for a bit and then I left Vidal Sassoon and then I worked for Rush. And Rush is a, a, a chain over here. Um, and I learned a lot from those guys. They just headhunted a load of Sassoon trainers. Um, and then I learned to color uh, about five years, five and a half years into my career. Um, I got trained by a guy called Chris Williams, who's two or three times British colorist of the year now. And um, I'd never understood color at all. I didn't get it one little bit until I met Chris. And he just had a way of explaining it that to me made absolute perfect sense. He explained it like science. He explained it like maths. He explained it like, and I know for a lot of hairdressers, they'd be reeling at that idea. But for me, it was like, ah, oh, it's not a guessing game. You mm. don't just put a color on and hope for the best. You don't ask the girls and say, what have you used previously that might work? There is a way of coloring hair that is foolproof. Um, and so of course, the minute he started training me, I was all ears, you know, and I was like his pest, you know, <laughs> um, six days a week, right on his tail, you know, listening, watching, going to demos with him. I was, you know, there. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a fantastic journey with him, you know, and it, I ended that journey a bit too prematurely. I, I apologised to him previously about that. But, um, you know, and, and I was dead lucky. And then I went to work for, 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 for Redkin. And I, but, I, you know, I've never stopped training. I will never stop training. You know, I have, till the day I die, you know, um, I will always be learning, you know, whether it be about psychology or communication, hair, science. There's so many things I just don't know. And I know I don't know them. They're out there, you know, and, and one day it will be the right time for me to know, you know. But um, in the meantime, as it keeps coming my way, I'll keep taking it on board. And I think, you know, my early training as a golfer set paved the way you know, I used to practice till my hands bled, all the skin would come off the pads of my hands and I had to tape my hands up the next day. But I'd be back there and, um, you know, in the rain, the snow, you know, I would be hitting golf balls. Um, and, you know, that set the precedent for the rest of my life. That, that you know, and, and, and I realised that, you know, you, if you applied yourself, if you really, really applied yourself, not just, I'm a good student, you know, I turned up this week, you know, mm -hmm. I did my exams, you know, if you really, really apply yourself, you know, then it, everything's fruitful. Everything's more fruitful, your career, your life, you know, the life you lead, you know, and so I've applied that to every step of my career, uh, with exception to a small blip in my mid twenties. Um, but it's because I applied myself to something else. I really got into long distance endurance sport and became very good at it competitively and wanted to see if I could pursue that as a, as a, as a kind of um, 
as a new career, I guess, um, a different career for a while, but I fractured my foot subsequently. And um, I had a massive epiphany in the shower that, you know, I was worrying about my foot ruining my career as an endurance athlete, but actually um, I had a career that I loved and it didn't matter. You know, the, the, it, I did, I had the best backup in the world, you know, I was a hairdresser. And it was really at that point that I, um, how old was I? Oh, when was this? So it was five years ago. And it was five years, it was from that very moment in time that I just put the hammer down and that's how we got to here we are today. And you mentioned two great mentors and I believe that that is what's missing right now in our industry is that people are coming out so eager out of school and they're going right into running a suite by themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh my gosh, my career would have been a disaster had I gone mm -hmm that route and not had strong mentors and teachers and people to watch and yeah. see how they talked to the client, how they did the consultation, how they handled when they didn't hear what they wanted to hear from the client. I can't even imagine trying to navigate that without a strong no. mentor. So I've been so lucky uh, in my career, you know, with the mentors that I've had, I've had just the best mentors. In the UK, we haven't quite got to the point yet where people want to leave college with their qualifications and open their own little business. But it's going that way for sure. And, you know, I mentor a lot of people uh, at the moment, you know, in small ways and big ways, you know, um, and I have done for a while. And, you know, it's just paying it forward in my eyes, you know, but mentorship for me has changed my life. I have had, you know, great teaching mentor, Chris Moody. I've had great cutting mentors, Dove Palmer, uh, 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 Andy Heisman, uh, Sid Satang, uh, you know, coloring mentors, Chris Williams, Adam Brown, uh, you know, just to name a few, but proper mentorship, proper you know i did i did celebrity you know hairstyling jimo salaka you know these people changed the way that i perceive the world the way that i perceived my own value my own worth these people changed my life um and i've gone out of my way to <clears throat> i mean um uh, at least Stafford, you know, wrote an article or had an article written about him in a newspaper just as I became a hairdresser from golf that convinced my dad that it was okay that I was a hairdresser, mm. you know. So these people have all shaped my career, you know, and I've subsequently thanked them all for their, for their, for their, the, what they've done for me. They did. Um, and a great quote that Chris, my coaching, teaching mentor, uh, said to me once the impact you have James is not always seen mm. and um, truer than ever with YouTube and, and stuff like that you know but um, you know that that for me it, you know I now get to be a microcosmic you know small mentor to you know thousands of people with YouTube but I also get to still have those fantastic real life mentoring opportunities and I don't know many industries that are as you know mentor driven 
or the opportunity to have fantastic mentors as we have in this industry and it would be a massive shame you know that if if that died out like it has in so many industries and um, because like you say people leave college and go straight into a suite and they don't get the opportunity to not get paid a lot but learn a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> well i for one i'm happy that you're paying it forward and i feel blessed that i'm able to pay it forward as well the collection of all the things that you and I have learned from other people that we were blessed to have work for us yeah. behind the chair, it would be selfish Perfect. not to pass it on to other people. Um, it's, it's just no. getting them to be open to the information and and to take it all in and, and try it on is always a challenge, but that's what keeps us on our toes, right? Absolutely. My life legacy is to leave behind, my life ambition, sorry, is to leave behind a legacy of a tangible way of people engaging with education that is affordable and that will ultimately benefit my industry the industry that i love for a long period of time you know what i leave behind will always become outdated in air commas um but you know if i can impact enough people whilst it's still relevant I will feel like, you know, my meaning of life, you know, which is a big, you know, big question to ask, what's your meaning of life? Well, I feel like the meaning of life is to teach it, pass it on, you know, not teach the meaning of life, but, but, but be passionate about something and pass on information. Don't, don't retain information and don't ever feel like you haven't got anything to share. Anybody that's listening to this guy, I don't know what I would teach. You know, if you're better at tiddlywinks than the person next to you, make them better at tiddlywinks, you know, don't, don't ever just think you don't have anything to share because you're always better at something than somebody, or you something. know something that somebody doesn't know. And um, it's always valuable to just pass the information on. And you can say it like a, a you don't even have to lecture somebody, you know, you can say it like a statement. <clears throat> you know, I was talking about, um, to some of the colleagues that I that I work with today, I was talking about um, communism and um, and um, capitalism, and how the relationship of the two are akin. And I was just they were all eating their lunch, and I was just telling it like a sort of statement, you know. And how much of that went in, it doesn't matter. But if somebody next time someone talks about capitalism, communism, they might know something, you know. Um, and I think the, you know the, that's just that's just my that's just my nature. My nature is I want people to know things, you know. So um, yeah, I'm totally I'm totally with you. I'm I'm profoundly um, blessed to be able to distribute information, and people take it on and you know act on it. So on that note, tell people how they can find you and your education programs i'm sure they know how to find you on youtube but where can they find your well i'm at the life of hair everywhere um i'm at the life of hair on on at the life of hair on one on instagram i'm at the life of hair on youtube um linked in the description of my youtube i have a patreon but that's actually something if you want to get involved you you should do that now because um i'm going to change all that and anybody that's a patreon when i change all that will have a price freeze for life so whatever you pay you pay your ten dollars as a patreon and you price freeze for life you price won't go up because we're going to change the whole platform um nice. we've got some exciting things happening with all that uh part of creating that you know life ambition of mine is this new platform so um 
but you know if you want to say hi and you want to send me a dm and you know you want me to you know talk to you on the phone or whatever you know you can send me a an email to uh hairjamesa at icloud.com and um i would be more than happy to chat send emails whatever you want i'm i'm an open book i've got time for everybody that's amazing you're amazing thank you so much for doing you're this welcome. interview thank you. i loved Love seeing you and meeting you and I have mad respect for you and, and everything that you do. And this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank so you everyone, very much. Check it's out been a James. pleasure to talk to you too. Keep going. It's been awesome. fantastic. Thank you. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.